I am so excited this month to announce that we have an amazing doctor, therapist, mental health advocate, life coach, author, and so many other things that is going to be joining us this month. So guys, I want you to help me welcome Dr. White. Welcome, Dr. White. Yeah, so the reason why I really wanted to do this episode was because I feel like there's so many people that want to leave relationships, but they can't. And Um, it's not that they don't want to, it's that they're afraid of that they're not going to get nothing better than where they're at. And that's where I was at. Okay, got you. Yes, yes, yes. And you are absolutely right. People are afraid, first, of being alone, right? Mm -hmm. And they're afraid, yeah, like you said, of not getting better. But once you start finding that all the stuff that you need is inside of you, Mm -hmm. you don't need that exterior. You you, you, you start to understand that in order to be successful in a relationship, you guys Mm -hmm. both come into the relationship whole, right? Oh, exactly. Oftentimes, we look for this other individual to fill Mm -hmm. us up. Right, exactly. Yeah, but we have to fill ourselves up. We have to fill ourselves up first. And I would like, honestly, I find myself going back to certain chapters of this book. And I feel like books like this is not a book you just read and sit down. It's one of those books you pick back up where you be like, you know what? I feel like I'm going back. I'm backsliding. Let me turn back to this particular chapter of this particular line in this particular book. And I keep this book on my nightstand with my other books of personal development because it's something I always go back to. Wow. Like, I always have to go back and be like, you know what? Dr. White says some shit, and right. I, need to re- I need to re-resonate with what she said. And you know what? I've been through some shit, so I'm telling you, like, <laughs> the best person to learn from is the person that's been through the crap, and I'm yep. telling you, like, I've been there to where, like, you know this relationship's not good for you, you know these right. people aren't good for you, you know these friends aren't good for you, but the, and there's a side of you that wants to believe the good in them. Yeah. Yep. And I think also satisfy that ego. Like, you know, why can't, why, why wouldn't they want to be compatible with exactly, me? Exactly. Exactly. And then it becomes like a thing of self-worth and self-esteem. People, people think that's just in personal, like romantic relationships, but they don't realize that's in platonic relationships too. Exactly. So like, if I have low self-esteem, I'm going to attract these type of people. I want to attract these type of friends. Exactly. And, and people, so, sometimes people can smell that out, right? Mm-hmm. They can tell that you you don't have that confidence, that right. self-esteem, and mm-hmm. they start to attach themselves to you. Oh, and try yeah. to you exactly. Because they look for things inside of you. And sometimes, like you said, what you said earlier really resonated with me is we look for things in other people that's already inside of us. We yes. already got it. Yes. You know, yes. so. Really that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to start, I want to start this recording off, like, just tell us a little bit about you. You know, okay. tell us about, I know you, you know, we've known each other for almost over 15 years, but okay. tell, tell everybody else, you know, that supports the Black Mermaid, a little bit about you. Man, so I am currently a therapist, a life coach, and um, I do a whole lot, a whole lot of hats. I'm an author as well. Just got my doctorate in education. And um, I met Emma at CU, Chain University, the first Black university in the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually dropped out. Of, uh, had to drop out of college because I had my son, but I didn't allow that to stop me. I wanted to keep pressing forward, so I went back to school after my son was born. Got my bachelor's in psychology, then got my master's in um, professional counseling. Now I have my doctorate. So yes, I had. It's, it's a journey, and um, I've been doing therapy for over ten years. Wow. And I love what I do. I'm not gonna say it's not a burnout, but I, I also love what I love what I do. Mm-hmm. But I am starting to lean more towards the coaching side of it uh-huh. because it's like results, results, results. Let's get this stuff done. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So tell, tell us one thing that, you know, that makes you different from everybody else's line of work. Because there's a lot of therapists, there's a lot of mental health 
professionals and practitioners, but what's one thing about you and your practice that people can look forward to and say, you know what, I need to go here because this is where I'm trying. You have like a certain thing that you focus on or what's different about your organization? Um, it's trauma, right? So okay. I focus a lot, lot on trauma and assisting people through navigating through the trauma and not staying stuck, right? I, I love to get people unstuck. Wow. So that's my specialty. Um, and this is what really led me to write this book, Unapologetic Resilient, because what trauma does, it teaches us that we are resilient. Like we don't, we, yes, we went through it, but we don't have to stay there. Exactly. We become stronger from our experiences. Mm -hmm. I love that. I really do. Because honestly, like I said, this year, a lot of people don't know because I don't share a lot of my personal stuff on social media, but I left my marriage of four years. Um, and it was not easy for me to do, but it was one of those things where I was finally seeing myself for who I was. I started therapy, I would say August. Well, I've been in therapy for years, but I mean actively participating in my therapy, I would say like August of 2020. And yeah. once I started to do the work, I started to see what everybody else was seeing. Wow. And once I started to do that, um, you know, I started to put the work in. My therapist is like, well, you know, I see that you're not there yet. So we're not going to, she always knew that I could do it. That's right. what she tells me, but I just couldn't see myself doing it. But I was, I was reading a journal entry from literally a year ago, September 20th. And in the journal entry, I was just like, I'm glad I finally realized that it's over. Even though I was still there. Yeah, you're still there. I but sometimes spiritually and mentally, it, we yeah. know it's gone. You know, like spiritually, exactly. we kind of know that it's over. Before it's over, right. So I knew it was over, but a part of me wanted to stay because of the kids. But I'm like, you know what? I'll, I, if I want to be for my kids, I have to leave. Wow. It's, you know, because they have, it's two happy parents separate in two separate households or two miserable parents in one household. One household, absolutely. Yeah. Because, right. yeah, and a lot of people don't like to see it from that perspective. Right. It's actually healthier for the kids to grow up in an environment where their parents are healthy. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, a part of my journey was this book was a part of my journey because it made me realize I'm not alone. I am not alone. So I read, like I said, this book is on my nightstand. <laughs> and I love this book because it talks about having the power to leave and move forward and like move. One part of it is toxic relationships. She talks a lot about toxic relationships, but what do you have to do to get out of it? And right. for me, that was my biggest thing. And I'm out of it. And I finally moved into my own place and I'm kind of like restarting over again. And, you know, I'm just glad to be in a place where I'm showing other people that. And I was like, you know what? There's no need to keep it a secret because secrets are not helping me heal and it's not helping other people heal. Oh my gosh, yes. Cause yeah. like sharing the story, you don't realize how you help other people mm -hmm. um, kick off, take off those chains. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, help them unlock what they've Definitely. been going through. And I wanted to share with other people what helped me. So I'm like, you know, this book was written. I know that when you wrote this book, you talk a lot about, you know, your relationship that you were in, how you try to stay and make it work. And yeah. that, I'm like, yo, did she walk in these shoes? You know, like <laughs> it was just so head on. And you know, you, you talked a lot about starting over and being able to find new love. And you know how that was kind of scary, but you did it and it's motivational, inspirational because eventually we all want to get there. Yes. You know, do. but it made me realize that, you know, the first step is showing yourself love and sometimes walking away from things that may not serve you the best way. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's sometimes we 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 ultimately know that, you know, something ain't right. Right, exactly. So, something is not right. There we go. Something's not right. So, and I love how you mentioned I had to actually do the work. The thing is, people aren't willing to do the work in order to see the results. Nope. They, they kind of know we're not right, so they kind of just let things fly, fly by. But when you start doing the work, 
that inner work, that's when start, start, things start to move. Exactly. And that's what it was for me. It was really like I finally started to do the work and I started to become unstuck. It's like walking in sand. And it's yeah. like the closer you get back to the sidewalk, <laughs> the walk becomes a lot more easier. So that's how I felt. And you know, even my daughter sees it. She was like, mom, you just seem so much more happier. You know, kids are watching, she's 11. Kids are, yeah. are watching, they are watching. And they are much more intelligent than we give them credit for. And they feel everything. Like when I grew up in, it's kind of like a toxic relationship. Those relationships, our parents experience, it's we're going along with those experiences as well. Like exactly. we're going through toxic emotions as well, you mm -hmm. know? And they shape, they ultimately shape how we view and see our relationships. Like I said in my book, I was angry. And I didn't know I had anger issues until I went into a relationship. But I thought I always thought that was dumb. Right, but exactly. Being in a relationship will teach you what you need to work on individually. I always say that, like, because no, there's no one to test you when you're by yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you- true you're in a relationship you're like oh god i got anger issues i'm not as patient as i think i am this stuff annoys me so wait let me let me work on myself first before i go into this next relationship because i want to get my best version of myself to this individual when you um when you uh going off topic a little bit but you know when you first met your um husband yeah did you uh were you afraid to like move forward in that relationship because you was afraid you were going to experience some of the things like was it like that post-traumatic okay. stress disorder coming you know in a little bit um yes of course like there, like you know even though you've um kind of worked through your trauma there's still that thing like that that fear that what if with this relationship will will fail that that fear is may still yeah. always be there or what if my relationship what if i still have these issues in these relationships or what if later on down the line something is you know it's both i don't you know there's always going to be that but you have to trust you have to trust god ultimately yes. absolutely absolutely and that's what i was going to say another part that i liked about you in, in general not just your book is just the fact that your faith and i feel like you know everybody has different walks and different religions and different things that they believe in but i definitely believe that faith and spirituality has a lot to do with our paths Yes, um, because we can we can go as much therapy, we can read as many books as we want to read, but at the end of the day, essentially, it's about our relationship with God. Right. So, yeah, and it, it shows like even statistics show that when you have a relationship with God, you have more hope, right? Mm -hmm. Like those that don't have a religion lack hope, and they don't have anything to believe in, so it's harder for them to like navigate and go through trauma, you know? Right. So God gives us that hope, and then when you have a connection with Him, with Him, you're able to hear His voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you can trust that no matter what you're going through, he's going to, he, he's, he's still, he's like, I'm still with you. Like, yes, <laughs> you got fired. You know, yes, you got a divorce. Right. Yes, you're, you know, you, you have molestation, but I got you. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what I do. Like I said, on top of personal development, on top of therapy, you got to have a relationship with God. Like what's one other thing that you recommend that I didn't list that you think is important on your journey to becoming unstuck or your journey to leaving toxic relationships? Um, okay, so you said God, therapy, mm -hmm. reading self-help books, like you've been doing that. So that's a great right. self-help book, meditating, spending time alone, right? Being still, mm. you know, we live in such a society that it's like, go, go, go. But we have to right. learn how to still and silent wow. because in that time alone is where we can hear what we really need, right? Right. So just I love that. meditating. This is something I can't do. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's definitely something I'm working on. I feel like I'm always go, 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 because I feel like if I become still, 
and this is still, like I said, this is still something I'm working on. If I become still, everything that I've been working on stops. Oh my gosh. So, so I have that same, I'm, the same like, I'm such a go, go, go person. Yeah. And it's like, but you know, that's, and that's the biggest misconception conception right. is that we become still, mm-hmm. that we can be stagnant, but that's not true. So we have to learn how to balance that. And that's right. literally maybe like 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Just be still. Wow. I like mm-hmm. that, how you put a time, a time caps on it. Cause sometimes yeah. people think being still means, oh, let me take the whole weekend off. Right. I got to sit in solitude, but no, that 10 minutes will probably do some wonders. Yeah, yeah, you'll be surprised because a lot of people don't do that, you know? Wow. So tell us a little bit about your journey with mental health. Like, you know, in general from, you know, maybe how you got started on uh, wanting to become a therapist. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so, oh, so so I originally went into school wanting to be a teacher. So I started off as a substitute teacher. Because I always knew I wanted to be like in the helping profession, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, like 70% of people that's been through trauma are therapists. Like a lot of people that have been through trauma are like coaches and because mm-hmm. they understand like I can, I can get, I can help other people. Right. Um, but let, let me, I kind of jump on tangent, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, like tell us, yeah, like tell us about your journey on mental health. Like, did you grow up having any like mental health challenges and was that some type of inspiration in there or? Well, um, so in my family, and I don't know if it was because of culture, like I didn't really know about counselors growing mm-hmm. up, which was crazy. Oh, wow. um, my dad was actually a therapist though, but oh. he was not in the home. Right? Me and my dad have so many similarities for oh. him. Not, like he's written a book, he like, has a doctorate. Wow. Go ahead. My dad is actually a therapist, but growing up, I didn't know I had um, issues. Like I suffered with anxiety. I had definitely had PTSD, but mm-hmm. I couldn't put a name to it. Mm-hmm. And I actually wasn't able to put a name to it until I went to school and was wow. like, started reading my psychology books. Like, wow, this is me. Cause I started suffering from panic attacks. Wow. Wow. I having panic attacks real bad. And then like, they just come out of nowhere like, to the point where I would just fall on the floor. Are you serious? This is going to be my last day. Like, wow. yeah, feel like heart attacks. And oh, wow. it wasn't until I went to the hospital and the mm-hmm. doctor was like, I was like, check my heart. Cause like, I keep having these panic. I, I didn't know. I didn't say panic attacks. I right. keep having heart attack like could they feel like heart attack wow and he's like there's nothing wrong with your heart he's like what's going on up here like what's wrong with there's something going on up here and that's when i realized i had anxiety wow but um it was through reading books going through psychology classes is where where i've kind of self-diagnosed myself like okay this is what's going on right and it's oftentimes the underlying issue of anxiety or panic attacks is things that we're not dealing with mm-hmm. mm, yeah wow that, that we were not dealing with. I didn't know how to deal with it. And I didn't know, like at the time, the importance of being, of, of having a counselor growing right. up. Like, exactly. you know, my, my abuse happened to me when I was like four. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. You've come such a long way. You know, one thing I can say is that, you know, just an observation of your journey is that you don't let nothing get in your way. Yeah. How do you, you what, how do you manage it? Like, what tools do you use to be like, you know what, this, I'm, I watch this set. I said, I'm going to do this today. You know, right. especially for people who struggle with, um, as such as myself, you know, some days I struggle with being stuck in like my own personal ways and to be my own self. And it'd be like, you know, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then I get my own way and I don't get it done. So right. what do you do? Like what tools do you use to like keep yourself moving? And somebody just asked me that question. Like, I know you do so much crap and you still was like, you know what? You have to keep the end in mind, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Keep the end in mind. Yep. So like, we already know that trials are going to come, right? Mm-hmm. We already know that um, every day is not going to be our best day. 
Right. And some days we're not going to want to get up, but we have, we just have to learn the discipline, right? Even if we don't feel like it, we still do it. Wow. And it sets you apart because a lot of people base their out their outcomes or their um what they want to do based off of feelings like i don't feel like doing it i'm not doing it right right but me my, <laughs> my mother-in-law she asked me the same question and i was like you know what i didn't care if i was crying i was still getting that thing done i oh, was that's right i was still getting that thing done i was angry <laughs> i was still getting it done and i was happy i was still getting it done and that's, that's how you get right i love that i actually listen to Les brown like every day and my sister was like, find somebody else because he's still playing tapes. Does he have any new material out? And I was right. like, no, he don't, but his words really resonate. I mean, they read, they're amazing. Yeah. One thing he said when he says, do what you know, not what you feel. And that got me because it'd be times where I know damn well I need to be getting up, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing that. But instead, I'll go off of how I feel. So I try to use my therapist is a big Les Brown listener. She listens to him while she work. I don't know how she do that, but <laughs> she says that he's really good. And I've been listening to him for like the past six months consistently. And he's really, he has some really inspirational things to say. Things that makes a lot of sense that we hear every day, but it's like when you hear someone like him say it, it's like, wow, this right. really makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and also like, I would, you kind of, you kind of see where you're supposed to be, right? It may not look like where you are now, but you kind of have that vision, like, cause I always knew I wanted like a certain lifestyle, right? right. In, in my mind. Mm -hmm. So like, I kind of already put myself there. Like I'm, I'm already there in my mind. Exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> no yeah. what it looks like. I'm already there. So when you already had that type of mindset, like right. it's literally telling the universe, like this right. is where I'm going. Exactly. And that's how really that you do that because a lot of it literally starts, like they say, um, you know, the best bodies start in the kitchen. And it makes sense because you got to eat the right foods. You know, they say 80% nutrition, 20%, you know, physical activity. And I think the same thing, you know, starts with us, how we resonate, how we think, how we move starts in our heads. Not, in, our heads. But, you know, it's like the same thing. It starts somewhere and it starts with the way we think. And, you know, I think your, your thought process has a lot to do with your results. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's even, in the, it's even biblical, you know, it says our thoughts run our lives, right? Mm. So if you tell yourself that I'm not deserving, right. I don't need this. I, you know, let me, you know, stay stuck. Then you kind of, you just, you, you will stay there because you're telling yeah. yourself everything. Wow. So, it's the know. power. It's the power of the mind. It is. It is. Powerful. It is. It's a power. It says the most powerful muscle in our body. It's it's the our, it's the mind. Mind. Yeah. Yep. But you know, to me, you know, what's even more powerful than our mind. It's our subconscious. It's our spiritual self. Wow. It's more smarter than our minds. Wow. Tell me a little I, more about that. I wanted, I wanted. Like, ultimately, our spiritual selves know it's always right, mm -hmm. right? Our spiritual selves are always right, but it's our minds that interfere and combat our spiritual mind. Mm -hmm. And our mind is like, okay, but you know, I want this. No, our spiritual selves are like, no, I'm telling you, this is not right. Like, it's that feeling. Right. Yeah. And our minds are like, nah, he did or she said this, <laughs> right? Right. Or I'm supposed to do this. So we are combating our spiritual self. But we, when we start to have that relationship with God, we start to trust our spiritual side more. Exactly. It is so the true. Oh, my goodness. The wow. less trouble you get at you. <laughs> exactly. But it's always that fleshly part. Like, as my grandma used to say, old school, yes. that is like there's like that divide and peace that makes you be like, you know what? We start to trust our fleshly selves to so trust our fleshly selves more, which is yeah, we do because do it. it's so common and it's out of fear though, mm -hmm. right? Yep, it's out of fear, not because we don't trust that our spiritual selves know what, like that's in alignment with what we really want. Exactly. Like God, 
this man. I want this person. I want this job. And God's like, no, nah, that's not what you're supposed to be at. Mm -hmm. Trust this guy. And you're like, no, but I want to do it. I don't know what that's going to look like. That's what it is. We not. We don't know. Fear. We don't know. Exactly. And sometimes the things that we want are truly not the best things for us. And what we want might look different, might be shaped different, have a whole different dynamic, but it's what's best for us. And we right. don't, we, our God is like our father. We don't know what's best for ourselves all the time. Exactly. So but he you know, you definitely want to have to tap into that spiritual side. Regularly. Yes, you, regularly, <laughs> you know, be disciplined in that too. Like have, have a day where you spend time with him and be consistent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Talking about like consistency, this is something <laughs> right here. I know this is not something you just whipped out of the tailbone. No. What inspired you to write this book and like how did that process like, you know, talking about one of those things, you know, you got to do and that's not easy to do. Writing a book is not easy. Reading a book is not easy. Some books this take me. Not, um, <laughs> it's not easy. So, you know, it, you know, initially this book was going to be called um, Success with Expectation, right? Mm. So I'm like, let me teach people how to like really get into the group, like get out, right. get, up, get unstuck and really mm -hmm. get you really want to do what God was like no that's not what your book is going to be about it's, it's going to be about what you went through and I was like kind of like combating with it because like, like I was writing it and it would he would be like nah talk about this and I'm like oh my gosh like that's hard it's hard to talk about stuff yes, like that it like, is and being vulnerable and being naked like to the world you to know that's world. right so it was a hard hard thing for me to go through and like even and writing some of the trauma, it, it took me back there. Mm, that's what I was going to say. It probably made you go back to them, those moments, those dark it moments that you thought you were away from. Yes, like it took me to the house. Wow. Where the events happened, it took me, like it took me literally there and I would be in tears, you know? Wow. So it was like going through all of it. And even in the book, I didn't, I could have been more open, you know, maybe my next book. I'm sure, yeah. But I feel like you touched, no, a little bit. you touched on enough to inspire because wow. I definitely was inspired by that book. And when I was, because I know you, when I was yeah. reading, I'm like, I can't imagine her going through that. Like, you, you know, see that? And you, like, that's what, that's what I would, that's what I would get in messages. Like people would be like, Marie, like, I didn't even know, like, wow. Right. And, and people would be like, you know what? Like that made me cry. Cause I, I went through that. Right. And you, you know, just I, go, I, you're so resilient, you know? And you're so like, you were always like smiling and you know, you just would never thought that you, any of those things touched you. Wow. And I'm just glad that, you know, you're in a place where you wanted to share your story with other people. And I feel like I'm about to cry and I don't care because that book really, really inspired me like so much because I went through a lot of those same things. And sometimes when you get stuck, you get in a place where, especially like when you don't have that spiritual connect connection with God, you really get in a place where, you just feel like you can't do anything. You can't, you can't get out of it. And reading this book really made me know I got out of it, <laughs> you know? And the fact that I still, I still have to interact with him. I still have to um, raise children with him. We're both in healthier places and I respect that, but I still haven't forgotten about all those things that I had to go through, you know? And he'd be like, well, you know, you're so, you're so, you're dealing with this so well, you're doing this and you're doing that. But it's just like, at the end of the day, it's a cover up because you still have to keep moving forward. So I really, like I said, this book is not one of those bookshelf books. <laughs> it's one of those nightstand or under my pillow books because I'm gonna to need to be reading it. And I wanna I want to be able for other people to be inspired by this book too. And that's what really made me wanted to do this um, 
episode called Unapologetically Leaving Toxic Relationships because a toxic relationship doesn't necessarily have to be a person. It could be a place. It could be a job. You know, it could be anything. A relationship with ourselves. You know, like people always think it's exterior, but we could have a toxic relationship with ourselves. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So I definitely wanted to do that. And then like, you know, one of my final questions I wanted to ask is, you know, what does leaving a toxic relationship look like? What oh do you man, think it looks like. You know what? This this is a very that's a hard question because it could look different for every for different people. Mm. But for me, it was always a spiritual thing, right? It was a relationship so bad, it was so toxic that I heard God say, "If you don't leave here, you're going to die." Wow. You leave this relationship, wow. you want to? Because I physically did not want to leave. Like it was it was unhealthy, and I didn't wow. that. It was unhealthy. It was like a soul time. Why? And wow. My spiritual wow. self stepped in and that it and it told advocated me to for you. Yeah. It did. It it told me to stop. That's what I'm telling you. That spiritual style is art. It's a beast. <laughs> it loves us when we love ourselves. Love exactly. ourselves. Like, it's yeah. like, so, and it's um, thank you not to have something like that. Oh. So it was like literally like if you don't stop, like you're not gonna be well, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what aspect, you know, and it didn't have to be a physical death, it could be a death in anything. Right. We think about death, we think about physical death, it could be anything in mm-hmm. anything. Right. But um, and then after that that day, after me hearing that, I don't know what happened. That was it for that me. That was it. Wow. <laughs> for so wow. that's what it looked like for me. But and but I right. love the way you said that because I was expecting some perfect answer but like you said it looks different for everybody and I feel like that's what people need to hear because people think they're leaving a relationship looks like Angela Bassett blowing up the car on yeah exactly you know maybe it might look like you just leaving in the middle of the night while he's asleep or maybe it's like you go to work and you know what this is over this is it yeah and you know know, it looks different for everybody you know so I love that yeah yeah. Well, this was a healthy episode for me. I wasn't expecting to tear up. I've done several recordings. This is the first one I actually cried and teared up in a little bit. And I really appreciate you. But what is like one or two things that you would like, you know, people to take away from this episode, from your book, from you that, you know, people, because everyone's going to be hearing this very soon. Um, oh. And I'm excited about this episode being published, especially October. Um, we're in the fourth quarter, like you said the other yeah. day. Yes, Girl, I'll be following you. And that fourth quarter, we going out with a bang. It's not too late. Like it is not too yes. late. So can you share a couple things with us um, on, you know, how you think we should like play this fourth quarter or a couple things you think we should take away? Um, definitely start to work on being in alignment with yourselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what's blocking us in the physical world is things that we're not working on spiritually. Mm-hmm. So what are things that we're hiding? Like, what are some fears that are keeping us behind? You mm-hmm. know, what are some things that we're willing not to go deeper in? Sometimes mm-hmm. that's blocking us from getting to the next level. Wow. And I know that's what was blocking me. Wow. And I still have work to do, you know, like, yes, I came a long way, but I still feel like I got more ways to go, you yeah. know? So, definitely, definitely. I, I no. like that. I seen something else on social media the other day. They said, once you start the process of healing, you can forget about going back to your old ways and thinking. Oh, yeah. It's At all. Like, <laughs> it, and it, it's a beautiful thing. Like, you won't accept the same friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to have the same type of relationship. Like, it is a beautiful process. And remember that healing doesn't have a period at the end. That's another thing that I want to say. Healing is a process. Right. 
Wow. You know, we're going to be constantly um, working towards uh-huh. healing. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. So where can we find you at? I mean, we got all of these goodies. We done gotten our little trick or treat basket. And it's like, where, where do we go to find more information? How can we find you? You can find me on IG is Dr. Underscore Lorene. And you can find me on my website, LoreneCEO.com. Um, and also, uh, I think in the Facebook. In Facebook, um, definitely. Dr. Yeah. Lorene LeBlanc White is on there. And yeah, I hope you guys connect with me. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys definitely have to connect with her. And as always, guys, you can find us on the Black Mermaid Pod on Instagram, on Facebook, the Black Mermaid Pod. Um, and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Have a great day, Thank Dr. Thank you so Rice. much for having me. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. I love you. Love you too. <laughs>